Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Isaiah 46, and God, through the prophet Isaiah, is going to make a complete mockery of the idols of Babylon. And I want to read through this and then maybe make a little bit of an application to today. Verses 1 through 7 in chapter 46. Bel bows down, Nebo stoops. Their idols are on beasts and livestock. These things you carry are born as burdens on weary beasts. They stoop, they bow down together, they cannot save the burden, but themselves go into captivity. So Bel and Nebo are two of Babylon's chief gods. And he's kind of making a mockery of these idols, these gods, saying they bow down and they stoop. The reason they bow down and stoop is because livestock have to carry them, and they're so heavy that the livestock bow down and stoop. So along with the livestock go these two ridiculous gods that are just carved out of whatever and are graven images and are nothing compared to the one true God. And not only can they not go anywhere without being carried there, but they themselves go into captivity. In other words, the people of Babylon, Isaiah is prophesying that they are going to go into captivity. Now, the people of Judah have been in captivity in Babylon, according to God's good purposes. And now God is going to allow Cyrus, the king of Persia, to take over Babylon, and they, Babylon, are going to go into captivity. So nice work, Nebo and Bel, false gods. Way to preserve your people and uh, basically lead them into captivity. Verses 3 and 4, listen to me, O house of Jacob, all the remnant of the house of Israel who have been born by me from before your birth, carried from the womb, even to your old age I am he, and to gray hairs I will carry you. I have made and will bear, I will carry and will save. So God's talking to the remnant, the people of Israel who are still alive, who are still going to be faithful, who through his chastisement, through the punishment that they have received, which we read about in the first part of Isaiah, and through the the exile that they've experienced, there's going to be a faithful remnant of them who come back and reestablish the city of Jerusalem, rebuild the temple, uh, reestablish true worship of the one true God in a faithful way, and his redemptive plan for the world is going to march forward according to his plan, ultimately culminating in Jesus Christ, who will open up the family of God, the kingdom of God, to anybody who trusts in him and thereby receives the righteousness that he lives, the penalty of death for sin that he paid. And then, of course, that's all possible through his resurrection on the third day. But God is saying here, these graven images, these Babylonian false gods, these idols, Bel and Nebo, they have to be born as burdens on weary beasts. But me, the one true God, on the other hand, I don't have to be born. I don't have to be carried by a beast. Rather, I carry you. I carry you, the people of Israel, the remnant of Israel, and I will save you. So this is a stark contrast to these false gods. Obviously, Isaiah is contemptuous toward these false gods, and he's making a mockery of them. Verses 5 through 7. To whom will you liken me and make me equal and compare me that we may be alike? 
Those who lavish gold from the purse and weigh out silver in the scales hire a goldsmith and he makes it into a god. Then they fall down and worship. They lift it to their shoulders. They carry it. They set it in its place and it stands there. It cannot move from its place. If one cries out to it, it does not answer or save him from trouble. So Isaiah is making a very stark contrast between these false gods and the one true God. False gods can't even hear. They can only stand in the place that men put them. God is everywhere all the time. He's working working all the time according to his good purposes. He's working out his purposes, his plans. He hears his people when they cry. This is a very, very different God. And uh, can you imagine, can you imagine what it's like to live in a culture where they're worshiping such foolishness? But aha, aha, we don't bow down to false gods like that. We don't necessarily bow down to golden images that are carried by beasts of burden today in the 21st century, right? But we do bow down to false gods. In fact, some of us that trust the one true God are tempted from time to time to idolize things that are not that. I just made a list of of things that we worship. It seems silly to bow down to a golden image, Nebo or Bell, something that gets carried on a back of an ox. But we are guilty. Our culture, our people, our world, we're guilty of bowing down and worshiping gods nonetheless. Just have these are random off the top of my head. Sports teams, hobbies, the freedom or the independence to do whatever we want or go wherever we want to go. Experiences, whether that's vacations or bucket list stuff. Other people. Sometimes we place other people in the place of God, a girlfriend or a boyfriend, a spouse, our own children. A lot of people place their career in the place of God or their bank account, their financial security, their health, their reputation, the amount of power or influence that they have. And here's the thing, friends, none of that stuff None of the things that I've mentioned are in and of themselves wrong, but we can certainly place a disproportionate or unhealthy or idolatrous amount of affection on these things. And so while it seems silly for us to look back, especially when Isaiah is contrasting the one true God with these graven images that seem like a complete joke, we better stop in our tracks and we better do a little bit of reflection to find out, Lord, where am I tempted to turn my main affection from you, the one who is worthy of my worship, the one who is worthy of my honor and fear as God? Where am I tempted to turn from that and place my affection and my attention in a way that it's not healthy? It doesn't belong. It's sinful. Would you point those areas out to me, Lord? I don't want to be an idolater. I don't want to bow down to a false god. And so catch me before I fall and keep me on the right path. And if you agree with that prayer, you can say amen with me. Amen. All right. Have a good day. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. 
Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.